Hello everyone and welcome to The Way Podcast, Mind, Body, and Spirit. The Way is a community of believers established with the sole purpose of serving others. I will be your host, Doug Sauer, and each week we bring in key leaders of The Way to discuss healing of the mind, body, and spirit through the Lord Jesus Christ. All the members of The Way want to sincerely say thank you for listening each week and look forward to building a strong, positive, faith-based community together with you. And so, without further ado, let's join in this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Way Podcast. I am your host, Doug Sauer, and today we have on the show Father Mitch Doyen and Sheila Mahler. How are we all doing today? Doing well, Doug. Great to be with you. Hey, Doug. How's it going? It's going great. Excited to have Father Mitch on the show. Okay, so (laughs) Father Mitch, would you mind taking a moment to introduce yourself, share a little bit of your background and your journey leading up to this point in your life? Sure. Well, I've been ordained a priest for 29 years, and uh, in many ways, I'm still searching for how to respond to that call. And there's been many uh, moments in the journey that have been pivotal. Well, the first, just choosing to to pursue the priesthood, you know, when I was a senior in high school, and then realizing that I really didn't know what I was doing with my life. So I had been in college seminary, and I left the seminary just because I didn't know who I was or what I was doing, and I was getting too close to priesthood, and I thought, that's not wise. So I was a high school teacher in a Catholic high school, Duchenne High School in St. Charles, for a few years. And I felt at that time like I was growing up and and having a better understanding of who I am and what it means to be a a disciple in the world. So I re-entered the seminary and, and was ordained in 1991 and came to find out that I still didn't quite understand what God was asking me to do. Through many twists and turns and a lot of sin and searching, I uh, stumbled upon, or I guess by grace, I was drawn to a group of men doing men's work uh, 20 years ago. And that was transformative for me. It was like a new beginning, a new beginning of my life, a new beginning of priesthood. And since then, it's still been a struggle, but with more confidence that God just wants us to be who he called us to be, who he designed us to be. And so working with the men on men's retreats and uh, involved in my ministry in parishes and schools, I came to more joy in my journey. Then just a few years ago, I reconnected with Sheila Mahler. I had presided at her wedding over 20 years ago. And, 21 uh, on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Right. <laughs> so reconnecting with her and her husband, Bill, and her family has been a blessing. And then she was just at the, about the same time beginning this beautiful ministry of the way. And I've been fortunate to help with it. And so what Sheila is doing in her ministry with women and really several men and, and children, young people, she's doing it with a lot of different folks, but especially this commitment to help women in their faith journeys has been a blessing for me to witness and then to assist in any way that I can. Yeah, absolutely. Sheila's definitely doing a ton of work for sure and helping out a, a huge amount of people. And I, I think it's absolutely amazing to watch and be a part of. I've known her for probably a uh, uh, maybe 10 years, maybe, Sheila, I think, probably. Yeah, probably at least, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you've always been like you are now. And now that I think I've grown up a little bit more in the world, just it's still great to be friends and being a part of this whole journey that you're on for sure. So it's definitely a privilege. Well, it's my privilege. I I can't believe how many really neat people 
that the Lord's kind of put together for this. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, absolutely. Father Mitch, what's your role in the way? Well, fundamentally, my role as Catholic priest is to make sure that the, the sacramental life of the church is made available to all the participants. So I'm there to assist with the sacrament of reconciliation and to preside at Eucharist and benediction of the Blessed Sacrament, and to also share a little bit with the folks on the retreat from my own experience and my own hopes for the church and especially for women in the church. And it's a great opportunity for me to witness uh, women leading in some powerful ways. It gives me great hope for the future of our church. Oh, absolutely. What types of transformations are you seeing in these ladies in just you know a short amount of time? You know, I, I think it's the same for all disciples, men, women, uh, young people, old, middle-aged, whatever it is, but especially for women. I think coming to believe God's promise to us and God's love for us that's from the beginning, that we belong to God, that we are called for communion with Him and love and with each other. And we are good, we are holy, we are beautiful because we are created in the divine image. And really coming to a place of trusting that promise, you can almost see a a light in the eyes of a woman who lets go of all the lies that have been communicated for as long as we've been living. I think whispers from the dark places in the world uh, keep us from trusting and believing. And to see a moment of trust and confidence emerge is it's really beautiful. I, I feel like Father Mitch knew what the retreats were going to be about way before we did. <laughs> I think when we first showed him the very first agenda and kind of told him what we wanted to do. He was completely committed to the mission. And it's like he saw the bigger picture, you know, as far as identity and, and really understanding ourselves way before Michelle and I or any of the other girls on the team kind of really knew what we, what we were going to see. So it's, it's been really amazing. Yeah. Like I texted you earlier, I said that uh, Father Mitch had uh, better connections with upper management than we did. So. He pretty totally. much <laughs> he, he, he knew all along, so for sure. Yeah. Well, the yeah. funny thing is, though, or, or maybe the grace-filled thing is, Father Mitch didn't realize it either, <laughs> and he needed people like Sheila <laughs> to, uh, to like sound the alarm and say, wait a minute, God does love us. So that's been a mutual uh, blessing. I I'll totally agree. As far as activities when you're there, Father Mitch, what type of things are you doing with the ladies while you're there? Well, I brought just a love for the first commandment that Jesus taught us. It fits so beautifully with the way, mind, body, and spirit. You know, Jesus teaches us about the first commandment to love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your being, with all your soul, with all your strength. In the Gospels, he proclaims that consistently. And he's quoting from the great Shema in the book of Deuteronomy, when Moses says to the people, this is it, this is the law, Shema, hear it, listen, listen, hear, O Israel. And I just heard a beautiful preacher last night at a reconciliation, there's a St. Louis Reconciliation Network, they had a banquet and an award ceremony last night, and, and the keynote preacher, she was so powerful, and she reminded us that whenever we see the word hear, like hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is God alone, hear means to listen to the words, to embody it in your own life, and then to do it. <laughs> so that one word, Shema, just captures the whole thing. And that's the great commandment. And I think Jesus invites us into living that commandment with our whole being. And what Sheila's and the ladies' ministry is about is really paying attention to mind, body, Spirit, how do we love the Lord with our mind? How do we love the Lord 
with our body? How do we love the Lord with our spirit? And our soul is already there. It's just a matter of integrating everything within us to align with God's spirit that's also within us. In the short amount of time that I've had the privilege to know you, even just within the last 30 days, I think the biggest thing that I have taken away is being self-aware and awareness. And it kind of sounds like mm-hmm. that's what you're you're talking about with the ladies on the retreats. Right, right. It's mindfulness. It's it's so trendy now, you know, but it's been around for thousands of years. I mean, you know, we get so busy and we get so concerned that we're not good enough, that we aren't doing things right, that we aren't doing things well enough, that we forget. We are we were created for this. Yeah. None of us wants to go back to this, but you know, when we get up with the sun, if we have to walk to the well to get water, if we have to get wood for the fire to keep the family warm, there's so many natural opportunities for silence in nature, in the rhythm of life, with all the beautiful advances in technology, now we have to choose it so intentionally. Silence does not come naturally anymore in the world, and yet it's needed for us to become human persons. So we have to choose it. We have to go on a retreat. We have to take deep breaths. We have to go for walks. We have to go to park. And I think reconnecting with our roots, with our ancestors, with the scriptures, and these retreats that Sheila and the women put together are just one example of how we can do that. Uh, Sheila, what type of reactions do you think the ladies get from interacting with Father Mitch while they're there? Well, I mean, you would have to know Father Mitch to know he's such a easy person to be around. I mean, clearly already from what we've heard from him tonight, he's so wise and such a holy person, but he's also super laid back and and just such an easy guy to be around. So I think he's kind of always trying not to interfere too much or, you know, be like be around too much for the talks and things like that. But I think everybody really always likes when he is around. <laughs> he's, he's just such a great mentor and he's such a great reminder of just that you can be yourself. You don't have to fake to be religious. Does that make sense? I think maybe, Doug, you kind of get that. I, th- I feel like that's the what we all get from Father Mitch. You know, you, you can just be yourself and just talk. And truly, you are you are exactly how God intended you to be. So there's no reason to be fake. And I sometimes I think there's with priests, you know, there can be a little bit of a disconnect or we're not really sure how to how to behave or how to be. But Father Mitch is like a brother, you know, or yeah, he, a fun, Father co- Mitch fun cousin. Was, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm very quiet. And the first time that I met him, I just I was kind of like, I don't know really what to say because. You know, I've I've always had God in my life, but when you get around someone like Father Mitch, you know, you just kind of, you get almost to the point where you're kind of nervous to even talk to him, you know? And then he, I think he said two words to me, the very last one. And I felt like I was like talking to somebody that I knew for 30 years, you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. just so, he's yeah. just so easy just to talk easy. to. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. he's just yeah. a super guy, super guy. Yeah, and a really holy and a really holy guy too. Which I think when you're around people who are very holy, it reminds you, or maybe like there's something in yourself that kind of calls out to that because we're all meant to be holy. So again, not trying to pretend that you're different than you are, that you're in a different spot than you are. But when you get to be for a weekend around someone who lives in a holy life all the time, yeah, it just reminds you of what we're all made for. Right. And the interesting thing, one of my struggles over the years was, you know, I felt like God was calling me to be a priest. And I thought, okay, I'll do that. And for the first maybe 15 years of my priesthood, I thought I was doing it. You know, like I was responding to God's call and and God was like, well, Mitch, it's not about that. You know, like really, I just want you to find your way to heaven. And it turns out that by being a priest, you can find your way to heaven. But the Lord is the one that's doing all of it, right? 
And Mitch just needs to get out of the way. And it, I'm still working on understanding that, what it's going to really be. Yeah, it's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, man. But it's also <laughs> freeing just to realize, you know what? It's enough just to be awake each day, really awake and present to each person that I meet. And the Lord's presence is really more powerful than uh, Sheila, you know, Jim Howard, he's a mentor of mine in the men's work. And he was helping me prepare for actually one of his kids was getting married. And his prayer for me was that I would be hollow bones, just let the spirit move through. And that's been a consistent prayer for me, you know, just trusting that God's spirit fully present in all of us is going to bring us to where we need to be. And then we you know, we use all of our gifts that God has given us to stay connected to one another. There's less pressure. It doesn't have to be all about me. Although for the attention that I sought years ago, like even two years ago, it's hard to let go of that and just really <laughs> trust that the Lord's work is going to be accomplished with or without me. So Father Mitch, would you like to talk a little bit about the Exodus 90 and the journey that you have introduced me to that has completely changed the way that I have lived and thought and all of my actions and everything has just been completely did a 360 and it's it's pretty amazing if you'd like to talk about it. Well, it's a beautiful uh, invitation that I became aware of a year ago. And I think that it started about five years ago. A group of guys on the East Coast in Baltimore were looking for ways to deepen their spirituality, their commitments to faith, but also they just wanted to become better men. Not all of them were married, but they wanted to be better husbands, better fathers. And they worked with some theology professors and I guess a group of mentors, and they put together this program and they call it Exodus 90. And it basically is grounded in sound theology and psychology and philosophy and just, you know, what we know about the human person. If we really want to change our lives, we need to commit to 90 days of new living so that new habits can take root in us. And especially if we need to let go of old habits, we need to have 90 days of surrender. And it's a lead up to Lent. People are used to some kind of sacrificial living during Lent. And the scriptural reflections, the invitation to be with other men in the journey, it's really been powerful for me. And as I've noticed in our group, last year I did it with eight guys, and this year there's 15 of us, and that's happening all over the world. I got the impression, I don't know what the total number is, but there's men living through the Exodus 90 experience leading up to Easter all over the world. And I think there's something about it that helps men trust that the deepest desires of our hearts match with the deepest desires of God's own heart. And if we set our minds to it and our bodies and our spirits, that we can truly become the men that God has called us to be. And that makes us a greater blessing for our wives, for our children, for the people with whom we work. And it makes us more joyful men. So I'm grateful for the experience, and uh, and I'm glad that you were able to join us this year, Doug. Basically, just like I had said earlier, it has been the biggest thing is, is just being aware of where I was and all of the, the chaos and the things that go on from day to day. It has just completely changed me like beyond anything that I could ever like think that I would have ever done. Right. Right. And it's so, it's so simple, but it's so hard. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, the first three weeks. (laughs) 
So last year when I began it, I really just in response to an invitation from one of my parishioners to accompany him and and the guys that he was working with. And I I thought, oh, this could be helpful, not realizing how really helpful and needed it was in my life. That is so true. So um, it's been a great blessing. I think that people are really ready for a change. I mean, I think that's why the way is kind of taken off. And, and what I've heard you guys say about Exodus 90, and, and the there are so many really neat, like her seal and acts retreats and so many really neat ways of, of just stepping outside your life for a moment. I, I feel like there's a call on the world. You know, people are really hungry for, you know, what, what we've thought all this time is going to make everything wonderful. It isn't. It isn't working. You know, and, and I think people are really hungry for change and ready to do something different. And, do, you know, to just take a little bit of a deeper dive. So, hey, so you, you said deeper dive. And I was just as you were talking this week in prayer, I had the image of a whirlpool. I don't know if this is helpful or not. But like I said, 20 years ago, when I started the men's work, I felt like I was being invited to a new life in Christ. I mean, I was so excited. But I think I was being invited to go deeper, which means risking letting go of a lot of things. And instead of just sinking into what God was asking of me and, and opening up for me, I've been splashing around and trying to grab ropes and fight and claw my way out of the waters. And really what was needed was to just trust that if I go all the way down into the depth, then in the clarity, you, know, you can see and then find your way up out of the baptismal waters, right? It's a, it's a new beginning. We, we're born again and again and again. But that deep dive that begins it, it's a true risk. And we all want it. We all know it. We all are, in a way, compelled to it. And yet we're afraid. <laughs> that's, just, that's how the spiritual life works, I think. Absolutely. I think so, too. And, we, and when you're holding on tight to your your job, your reputation, you know, the friends that you have, all the reasons why you're not willing to take that deep dive, you know, why you're holding tight, you think you have so much to lose. But when you let go and do try and take a step out for God and really, really t- try and be a little bit more introspective and do a little bit deeper work, you just think, man, what if I would have just held on to that? You know, <laughs> you look back and just think, wow, what if I never would have, you know, what if I never would have kind of yeah, taken that step out? Deep is, is definitely Exodus 90. That is, yeah. that is the, I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, for someone that, that has drank f- since I was probably 13 until 30 days ago, I haven't <laughs> had a drop of alcohol is, is beyond me. You know, the first two <laughs> weeks were, were absolutely really bad. I mean, I mean, really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a, definitely a struggle and I'm thinking so much clearly and Everything is just kind of moving in a different direction, and it's so crazy. Just the thought of that I'm actually even doing this, and and now we're talking about it on a podcast. I would have never, in a million years, thought that I would ever be involved in something like this. So I owe you a ton. That's for sure. Oh man, thanks well, for being a part of it. Yeah. When God's yeah. reaching for you, you just you don't really have a say in it. He's going to get you eventually. <laughs> He's going to find you. Well. Oh yeah. And and, and Sheila, I I don't know if you mentioned this in the opening podcast, but maybe mention again. So I've known Sheila her whole life because her parents are friends of my parents. And uh, her dad, Jack, especially, was a great mentor to me. He helped me learn Spanish when I was in high school. And he was a Spanish teacher and a, a translator. He's, that was his work. But I mean, he's, he was just a true disciple of Christ. And I think Sheila, through your grief with your dad, I think that was a 
that was an invitation to the deeper life, wasn't it? Totally. Yeah. And you were there too. You did my dad's funeral too. Yeah. I, I think, right. uh, I definitely think my dad is doing all this. I mean, as far as my, mm-hmm. my part of it is concerned, you know, so I, I can remember my dad from the time I was a little girl, his, you know, if I was like, Oh, I just want this or I just want that, or how come I can't have this or that, you know, he used to always say, you know, you just got to learn how not to want. <laughs> he used to say that to me all the time. <laughs> right. And right. The, the older I get, the more I think, that is such a smart thing. I, I need to say that to my kids from time to time. <laughs> That's such a smart thing. It's really true. It's like, God, I just want, like, what, what I want right now is property and a facility so that we can have a retreat facility that could be called the mm-hmm. way that would be like paleo eating and have a really cool gym and, you know, just be everything we talk about and, and everything we want. And I just think, God, where's this, you know, and I just can hear my dad saying like, Sheila, you just got to learn how not to want. <laughs> like mm-hmm. God has a plan and whatever right. you want is, it's just getting in the way, you know, like mm-hmm. I think it'd be, I think it'd be great to, you know, go to Dairy Queen every day and live how I think would be the most fun, you know, and, and mm-hmm. spend my time doing things you know, that I've done in the past that are just big distractions. Of course you think that you, that that's what you want, but really you just got to figure out how not to want, you know, and just let God mm-hmm. show you and direct you. Right. And, yeah. Right. And it's, yeah, it's definitely, I feel like my dad was definitely a person who got that, you know, he could be content in pretty much any circumstances. So. Right. Right. Yeah. He was fully present in every moment, I think. Fully present. Yeah. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in basketball, I can't believe you're not watching any television or not. You're not. Are you not even going to watch any like March Madness at all? Well, that's the goal. (laughs) I'm so sick of basketball. I don't even like the word basketball. (laughs) Yeah, Father misses no. He's doing no television, no sports. That that would have been a hard one for my dad, definitely. That'd be a hard one for my husband. That'd be a hard one for any guy that I know, giving up no television. Or you don't even look at scores, right, on your phone or anything? Uh, I, I do check the local teams in the paper. So, yeah, okay. I, I keep up with the news. Yeah. It's crazy to me how, how many, how everyone has their own vices, you know, their own things that they deal with. Because just listening to you, Father Mitch, I'm like blown away that you struggle with things. Oh my God. You know, I'm just like, wow. You know, it's like, I'm over here in a whirlwind, you know, trying to see through it and, you know, you're going through the same thing and it's, it's just Mm -hmm. crazy. Definitely eye opening for sure. Sure. We would hate to ever have to have a retreat without you. We just are, we all feel so blessed just to get to be around you for a weekend. And I think all the women that come and feel the same way, you know, like, where did you find that priest? And I go, oh, just for old friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, great. Can uh, go ahead and call it a night, and I will talk to you all soon. Sounds great. Thanks a lot, Okay. All right. God bless you.